Welcome to the Talking Total Farmer Health podcast from AgriSafe Network. At AgriSafe, we work to protect the people that feed the world by supporting the health and safety professionals, ensuring access to preventative services for farm families and the agriculture community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Talking Total Farmer Health podcast. For this episode, we are going to have two guests. The first guest is Jessica Groskopf, who we interviewed last year at the Nebraska Women in Ag Conference. Our second guest is Linda Emanuel, who I will discuss some of the pros and cons of farming and who will help share in an exciting announcement about this podcast. Without further ado, let's dig into this episode. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for being on the Total Farmer Health Podcast today. It's a joy to have you as a guest. Thanks for having me, Carrie. All right. So can you give us a little bit of a background as an extension educator at UNL? Yeah, so I've been with Extension for almost 10 years now, which is really surprising. And for the past three years, it has been with the Nebraska Women in Agriculture program. And our program's very interesting. It was established in the 1980s and it has been going for more than 30 years. Wow, that's amazing. So you kind of have a passion now for the women in ag part. Yeah, you know, it's always good to see women come together and create those networks and develop that resiliency. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your background in applied ag economy? Yeah, so by training, I'm an economist and I always laugh that, you know, I'm somebody who works really hard. And so I'm not your typical economist when it comes to that. But really, my job day to day is more about helping in farmers and ranchers on the business side of their operation. But we know that that kind of pours over into other areas of their life. So we start talking about financial management or those kinds of things it starts to snowball into everything that's happening. I think that is a great thing to talk about because we have so many farmers who are great at farming, you know, great at laboring, but they don't know much about the business side. And really, that's just as important as the actual production side. Absolutely. And that's why we have a dedicated team here at Nebraska Extension that works specifically in farm and ranch management. And we do everything from lease agreements to farm estate and transition planning those kinds of, you know, office type things where you've got to really come in and make those decisions. And so it's really great that we have that kind of unified team here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think a lot of people understand just how helpful their extension can be. Yep. We really do strive to look at the industry as a whole and say, where can we help and where do we need experts at? And sometimes that's a second opinion. So just like you would go to one of our agronomists for a second opinion, you can come to our farm and ranch management side and ask for a second opinion like on a loan or on your financial standing. So it's a really great resource that a lot of people don't always see. So we met through Nebraska Women in Ag back in 2022 at your annual conference, which centers around agricultural risk management and practical advice and workshops for women in ag. Can you tell me a little bit more about your organization and their initial purpose and mission? Our organization, again, was born out of the farm crisis of the 1980s. So we had a group in that kind of farm and ranch management side that saw when they were having meetings that the women really drove some of the conversations. So it kind of started in that bankruptcy topic and then transitioned into farm estate and transition planning. So really thinking through the process of how do we do all this? And they realized that the women were the ones who were driving it. And so they thought about how do we create programs that are specific to these women? Because it's one thing to have everybody in the room, and it's another when you get a whole group of women kinds of questions that they will ask, and they'll honestly be a lot more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and saying, we're in a tough place and we need help. How do we do X or how do we do Y? And so 
Our program has has evolved a lot uh, since the 1980s, but we still retain that idea that we need women to build networks with one another so that they can understand and know their service providers. They can ask those questions and they have the tools and skills to be able to advance their farm or their ranch operation. Okay, so you've kind of noticed throughout the years that the women are going to be the ones more so apt to ask for help. And then forming that network with them kind of gives them support that they they wouldn't normally have. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. What do you see as the changing role of women working in agriculture? Our most recent census of agriculture showed that Nebraska has about one third of its producers are female. And that's an increase. And we're seeing more and more that they're taking an active role. Uh, When we talk about farm estate and transition planning, we hear more people saying, and my daughter will be coming back to the farm. And that's really exciting. Um, If we look in the agribusiness side, we see that we're seeing more and more women take on that crop insurance agent, that agronomist, that veterinarian role. So it's really important that as they take on a more prominent role, that there's still support because we're still recognized as an underserved audience by USDA. There is still some, frankly, prejudice or discrimination for women in those industry. So it's important that we create that opportunity for them to have a place where they can meet other women, where they can find mentors and where they can create those networks. So, you know, whether you're a producer and you're saying, you know, I don't know much about crop insurance. Well, now you can meet a female crop insurance agent and really have those conversations of, you know, I don't understand this or my agent is forcing me down this road. It's not really where I want to go. What kind of questions should I be asking? Because I'm not sure that we're in the right place. Yeah. And so that's one of those things that we're always looking for is, again, creating those networks of women. Yeah, I love hearing that. And now since women are taking more of a, a prominent role in agriculture, What do you see are the risks that many women do encounter as they work in the production of ag? I still think that, especially the equipment and stuff, is built for a man. So at our event this year, one of our giveaways is leather gloves. And I had to call the manufacturer and say, okay, what sizes are for women? And so even just getting extra small gloves is something that you would think would be easy to do. And sometimes it's hard. You know, I don't see it all, but I see a lot of things like that that really make me question, how are tractors different? You know, what are the ergonomics of some of these things as they as they go into the field or onto their operation? And how do we make that easier for them and make those companies realize that we have more women entering these jobs and these careers and they need to fit for women? Yeah, because then it it can become a safety issue. You know, if you have gloves that are too long, will you get the tip of it caught in, you know, some type of machinery or, you know, like you're talking about ergonomics, boy, it can really increase back pain, you know, if you don't have something that fits you as a, you know, the womanly stature. Absolutely. So how does the role of women strengthen agriculture and rural communities? I think women really create that diversity in thought and create that opportunity for thinking differently. You know, we know that men and women think differently, and I think about providing a place for them to contribute to the operation and continuing to develop that voice. And so it's really an opportunity to think through what's the best for my operation and and making sure that women have that opportunity to, to speak up. Yeah, I feel like it creates confidence too, because for so long, the woman was always just in the house and only coming out to help in in dire emergencies. And they weren't taught to like speak up and give their opinions on the farm. And now I feel that it's kind of changing. Do you see that same thing? Yeah, I think there's a, I call it a spectrum of feminism. When we work in women in agriculture, 
you know, there's still those who truly believe in the traditional roles. And there are those who are on the other side of I am the farmer, I am the producer. And both of those are great. The question is in that role, what do you need and how are you helping make those decisions? So again, the census of agriculture says that more and more women are involved in the decision making process. So even if you identify maybe as a farm wife, that opportunity still says, yes, but we're still making business decisions for this operation. So, you know, we're deciding, is it time to invest money in new equipment or can we pick up another piece of land or what should we do with calves? Should we hold or should we sell? And so that decision-making component, I think, is really important no matter, again, how you identify. And I think that's something our organization has really strived to work on is I'm not here to tell you what your role is or what it should be or, you know, what you should do. I'm here to say whatever your role is, let's make that role the best that it can be for where you want to be. And I think that's important too. I think there's there's a broad spectrum of women in agriculture and we have to respect every role no matter how they see themselves or what that role sure. is. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Cuz there's there are many different roles and one is every bit as important as the other. Now, working as an extension educator, what is your advice for women to get resources? I think the best thing that you can do is show up. And I don't care where you're at, you know, whether it's at the local supplier has a marketing meeting or the local crop insurance agent or whatever that is, or even at the sale barn, right? Show up and start to learn and start to listen. And you're going to start to meet other women because they're there too, um, and create those connections. And remember, you know, that everyone probably has asked that question before. When I started an extension, one of the first things they asked me to teach was grain marketing. I had never actually sold (laughs) grain in my entire life. And uh, I started with, what do these words mean? And I can't believe it, but to this day, that's still one of the the most requested presentations from me is my marketing lingo workshop on what does this word mean? And so just showing up, starting to listen. And then when you do have a question, whether it's with Nebraska Extension or whether it's with your local extension office, find somebody that you're comfortable asking those questions to. Yeah, just ask it, right? Don't keep it to yourself because then you haven't gained any more knowledge. You got to find that courage to get out there and speak. I agree with that. Like just showing up, like you said, and networking, it's amazing what you can learn just by sharing. And you you may think it's something really trivial, but in other farms, like I've never heard of that before. That's a great idea. Yeah, and I think social media also is another really cool way to connect with people. Yeah. More and more you have that opportunity to throw that picture out online. Has anybody seen this or done this before? And I'm always amazed at the response that we get to things like that. So yeah. it's always fun to have that social media connection. You can use social media in a, in a positive way, and that is one great thing. If you ask a question, boy, somebody's going to answer it out there. Somebody knows the question to that and is not going to make you feel inadequate for asking. Yeah, and I think it's also easier to be more vulnerable sometimes because they're not your neighbor yeah. down the road, Yeah, right? So they're usually not judging you. They're trying to help. You've given us lots of information. Is there anything else that you would like to add to our listeners before we end? Thank you for being a guest on the Total Farmer Health Podcast. We enjoyed you so much. Thank you. Now, before we end this episode, we have a big announcement. I am going to be stepping back as your Talking Total Farmer Health Podcast host. I am going to be spending more time on the agri-stress response innovation meetings that we hold each month, as well as I am going to be traveling, speaking about farming with disabilities. So I am going to leave you in great hands 
With that being said, it's my pleasure to introduce to you our new host, which is my wonderful coworker, Linda Emanuel. Now, listeners, you might remember Linda from our episode on gratitude, but just as a refresher, Linda, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself to our audience. Oh, thanks for that great introduction, Carrie, and how exciting to be here with you in the same space. Well, hello. My name is Linda Emanuel, as Carrie said, and I'm a registered nurse and a co-manager, co-producer on our family farm here in East Central Nebraska. My work with AgriSafe has been the role of community health director. And so I am the boots on the ground gal that reaches out to producers as well as healthcare professionals and talk to them about the very large, vast, diverse occupational health exposures that our producers experience as well as strategies to mitigate them. And my work in in agriculture, strict agriculture, is we have a three-generational family farm here. We are row crop farmers and we grow the all-popular corn, soybeans, and um, have a cow-calf herd operation with our sons. And so it is a pleasure to be here and, and share this space with Carrie for just a little bit. Audience, so you can hear that Linda is a fellow producer. So I am leaving you in good hands. She has a great perspective in all of the safety and health issues that we're going to bring to you on the Talking Total Farmer Health podcast. I really want to thank you for allowing me to be your host for the past year and a half. I believe that females in ag is very much a top priority and is really coming to the forefront. And Linda stepping in is going to continue to take you into that role. So she is also going to have some great advice on fellow female ag workers, as well as her nursing background. So I really want to leave you in the capable hands of Linda and if you miss me, you can always register for our monthly AgriStress network innovation meetings. And you can find that on our AgriSafe website. Just go into the AgriStress helpline innovation meetings and you can register there. So Linda, I'll go ahead and let you put a recap on your introduction here. Thank you, Carrie. You have done great work in laying the foundation for this podcast. And this is something new for AgriSafe. And so you were one of those pioneers that blazed the trail. And so namaste. Thank you for sharing your talents and your skills and, and bringing the real to this discussion about health and safety topics. Um, as Carrie had mentioned, I have a, a long history in nursing. I have worked in a rural hospital for over 30 years and grew up in agriculture and, and married a farmer and now part of this family farm in which we um, celebrate and work agriculture every single day. So Carrie and I, again, females in agriculture, I think both of us, Carrie, have a long history in ag. And, and we can certainly talk about the women's health exposures as well as some of those highlighted topics um, that affect our work from day to day. So, um, Carrie, my question for you is, as an ag producer, what are those some of those things, like your favorite part of being in agriculture, what are those things that you celebrate? Uh, I, things like today, I had a great day. So, a lot of my wonderful days are working hand-on with the animals, but the birthing process. So, we are getting ready to start our calving season. And this year, we have, for the first time ever, six sheep. And we've started the lambing process for the first time. So, for me, it's getting in there hands-on with that new life, making sure the mamas are all okay, and then, you know, making sure the babies are doing just as well. And I feel like I'm an integral part of that. And it just brings so much satisfaction and joy to see that we are raising these quality animals and we care for them. So yeah, that that's for me is just is really getting in there and having those great days. And it really helps in the middle of January where we're having a 58 degree day, you know, that helps as well. <laughs> 
Amen. Celebrate those warm days in the Midwest. So what is maybe something that um, you don't like, like your least favorite part of agriculture? Uh, the least favorite part, I think, for me is is the terrible weather. So I am partially disabled. I have end-stage traumatic arthritis. And when we have cold, wet days, and I know I still have to get out there, it it, it is still gratifying to me. I, I enjoy the work. It's an odd thing to say that you enjoy the hard farm chores, but you do. It's just, it, things are already difficult for me being partially disabled. So adding like the sleet or the six inches of snow or, or things like like that. It just makes it a little bit more cumbersome for me. So that's the only time I kind of go, oh, yeah, I got to get out there. But then once I'm out there, I'm okay. It's just, it's, uh, it's exhausting, I guess for me, but what farmer isn't exhausted, right? Right. Well, and, and you've had to learn to use your creativity and innovation to be able to still do that work you love along with your disabilities. And so those are great lessons for all of us to maybe take a step back and, and realize, you know, what innovations are available to us? How can we make our work safer and work smarter and not harder for sure? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we are all about. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me, Carrie? Um, I kind of interested in what topics do you really want to talk about on this podcast? I, I feel like we've been all over the board, but what are you mainly interested in? Of course, right now on the forefront of many, many producers, as well as those of us that work in this ag health safety realm is mental health and stress. In the last year, the train has full steam ahead in addressing those stressors that agri-producers go through. And, and it's not just the farmer and, and in the traditional sense of the male of the family, it's the complete family. It's, it's the female in the household, it's, it's the children, and those children can be of various ages, as well as those that are elderly that are maybe starting to step back away from that physical hard work, even though they're still in the farming operation. And so, of course, addressing mental health and the connection of mental health to physical health, as well as our spiritual health and how each one of those, if we looked at them like concentric circles overlap each other, if one of those are off, then it's going to throw something else off. So I continue to take that deeper dive into mental health, as well as looking at our subcultures. Of course, since COVID has come about, other issues within agriculture have come forward and diversity. Diversity, equality, and inclusion is one of them. And so looking into maybe some of those other cultures that we don't think about would be the traditional farmer. And what are some of their health needs and occupational health exposures that need to be explored? And children in agriculture, we know that family farms are predominantly the way that we produce. And so how are we taking care of our children and, and maybe establishing some of the habits and some good practices to help them to understand the importance of and then continue to practice health and safety while working and been a really a very dangerous industry. Yeah, I'm over here like raising the roof on all topics that you just commented on. So I'm like, yes, I'm right there with you. Do you have a little message that you want to say to our listeners as an opening gesture, I guess, to transition you into your new role? You know, I, I love podcasts and I feel like, um, especially the younger generation, and when I say younger generation, that's like the 20 to 30 year olds will listen to podcasts before they will listen to the traditional AM radio. So um, I feel like we have to be mindful about what we put on our podcast. And I just love that it's a casual conversation. Farmers will always 
sit and talk with another farmer, especially if it's outside on a warm, sunny winter day against a pickup, right? So it's that shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow conversation. And that's what I would like to keep this for the podcast. And I think you've done a great job, Carrie, is bringing in those experts that take their information. And these people are subject matter experts, but they're taking that information, that juicy information and making it something sticky and tangible, something that producers can remember and use, right? Yeah. And keep it in layman's terms for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we, we all are not experts in everything. And so we have this vast support network, especially with AgriSafe and our many, many connections of, of taking those subject matter experts, taking their information and then making it something real for producers to use. And then stories. Storytelling is great in these coffee chat conversations and podcast world. So yeah, it's keeping the storytellers um, coming to us and sharing some of their experiences. Yeah, I I love that we have the professional side, but then we also have the true story testimony of a farmer who's been in each of the situations that we're trying to educate everyone about. Exactly. And you've done a great job in seeming and knitting that together, those stories. And so thank you for that. And I thank the listeners. We've got a great following. And of course, we'd love to keep growing that following. And if there's any topics out there, some hot topics that we need to discuss, our ears are open and to have our listeners to contact us. And that can be done at info at agrisafe.org or contact Carrie or myself and let us know of some future ideas and in any topics they might like being discussed. And of course, we always feel good if we can follow our reach and folks could use when they talk about this amongst their circles about some of our podcast work to use the hashtag TTFH, which is Talking Total Farmer Health. All right, listeners. This is your formal introduction to Miss Linda Emanuel and my official welcome for her to the podcast. So next episode, you will be in her capable hands. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear more from AgriSafe on the health and safety issues impacting agricultural workers. If you'd like to suggest topics or have a story you'd like to share, contact us by email at info at and title your email TTFH Podcast. To see more from AgriSafe, including webinars and our newsletter, visit www.agrisafe.org. This episode was created by AgriSafe Network, script arranged by Laura Siegel, hosted by Carrie Portell, edited by Joel Sharpton with special guests, Jessica Groskoff and Linda Emanuel. <music>